Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 32, which aired August 7th through August 9th, 2017. I'm recording this well after this week happened, so I'm going to make this quick, because I still have the current week's stuff to watch uh, going into to SummerSlam weekend. TakeOver Brooklyn 3 and SummerSlam tomorrow and the day after, and I have a whole week's worth of stuff to, to watch before then. So, let's start off with Raw. Uh, okay, so we had Raw episode 1,263, SmackDown 938, 205 Live 37, Main Event 254, and NXT 405. I will talk about Main Event before SmackDown. So, uh, just because they're, they're the same people as on Raw. So, anyway, Miz, uh, comes, comes out for Miz TV. He wants Jason Jordan, but his, wait, I don't, okay, I don't remember. Brock Lesnar comes out, basically, and we get a preview of Suplex City as he, uh, just takes out, uh, the role play of the Miztraj as Roman Strowman and Joman. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Sheamus, again, uh, roll-up, after a Cesaro distraction, Sheamus wins, but then Seth attacks afterwards, he gets beat up, and Dean doesn't come to the rescue, and backstage he says, see, see, I look like a jerk now, like, yeah, kind of, but we get your point, uh, Bailey is injured, so... She chooses Sasha Banks to be her replacement. Or she's who she's waiting for. Uh, or who she's rooting for. We have uh, two triple threat matches to determine who will go face-to-face next week for the number one contendership. So the first match, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox versus Emma. And Emma was really close to winning couple of times. I was rooting for Emma. I thought it would have been fantastic. Uh, Alexa Bliss was on commentary for this. Uh, Emma gets su- suplexed into the apron, or she suplexed someone into the apron. I don't remember exactly. But in the end, Sasha Banks got the bank statement on Emma and won the match. So she'll move on to that one-on-one match next week. Uh, Braun Strowman says, I like hurting Roman. He says he's a big dog, but he's a puppy. Something like that. Uh, Enzo and Big Show versus the club. Uh, what happened there? The club won, I guess, after stuff happened. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro, a follow-up of Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. Uh, this time, Dean, this match, in this match, this time, Dean Ambrose wins. It was kind of the same, almost was the same ending as Seth versus Sheamus, but with Sheamus providing the distraction. But uh, Dean is able to counter that attack. Uh, he wins, and then Cesaro and Sheamus are not happy about that. They go on the attack, and Seth comes to his rescue. Dean puts out his hand for a fist bump, the fist bump that he denied Seth a couple weeks ago. And Seth says, ah, nope. Bye. He leaves. So we're left hanging yet again. Uh, the other triple threats women's match, Nia Jax versus Mickey James versus Dana Brooks. 
Nia Jax wins the match after a huge leg drop on Dana Brooks. Um, I guess I didn't actually see any of this action, but uh, they talked about how Dana is trying to get into Titus worldwide. That's kind of interesting. She should be getting into the club because she's great with the club. Although Nia Jax is also great with the Good Brothers um, over on Instagram and stuff. Uh, Cass wants Enzo in a shark cage versus the Big Show. So that's happening at SummerSlam, I guess. Is it actually happening? Is that actually happening? Uh, okay. And the main event, Roman versus Strowman in a last man standing match. That's right. Uh, <laughs> best moment of the week. Now I remember this. Uh, Strowman throws an office chair right into Roman, and it was fantastic. There's a huge spear down the ramp. That was great. Uh, and surprise... Samoa Joe just pops out of the crowd, gets Roman into a Samoan clutch. No, a Kokina clutch. Samoa Joe gets Roman into a Kokina clutch. And uh, this gives Braun Strowman the opportunity he needs to recover. He was about to lose. Um, and uh, Strowman ends up winning after he pops up and... And uh, beats the count out. So uh, there, you, there you go. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I mean, uh, it's uh, okay. I get, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to watch next week's stuff to further formulate my prediction for what the heck is going to happen with this Universal Championship match. Uh, real quick, main event. We had Terry, not Terry Crews, Apollo Crews versus Kurt Hawkins. Of course. Apollo, I circled his name, indicating that he won before the match even began. Because, of course, Hawkins' losing streak continues. Uh, he, he wins with a sit-down powerbomb. And we also had Kalisto versus Elias. Not Elias Sampson. Not Elias Sampson. Just Elias now. What the heck? Uh, he wins. Elias wins, despite my upsetness with him losing his last name. He still won, so I'm happy about that, with the drift away. Um, is that the actual name of that move? I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess it is. Uh, he also he sang an awesome song at the, at the start of this. It was more extensive of a song than he's, he's sung on Raw, which I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, so that was main event. Go check that out. Go check that out. I think that... Kalisto versus the last match, or the singing and stuff, starts around the 24-minute mark. I didn't write that down, but uh, somewhere, somewhere around there, skip around. Skip around a little bit, try to find it, um, if you watch the Hulu version of the show. Well, if you watch any version of the show, skip around and try to find that. Um, Alright, SmackDown Live, episode 938. Um, I guess after last week, after the, the show went off the air, Corbin attacked Cena... And then Corbin got put through a table, so he's not he's not thrilled about that. Uh, why do they keep calling John Cena free agent? He has only appeared on SmackDown so far, so I don't understand that very much. But um, 
anyway, some stuff happens, and the uh, Baron Corbin versus John Cena at SummerSlam. The match is made by Daniel Bryan. Uh, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger. Uh, the Usos win with a submission move, um, but afterwards, Big E comes out as a distraction. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston attack the Usos from behind, and the Usos run away. And then, the highlight of the week, Fashion Peaks. Will Tyler Breeze discover who kidnapped Fandango? He does. Fandango just kind of walks in the room. The Ascension are there at first. Uh, they they just want some pie. Uh, Fandango has been uh, he was abducted by aliens, and uh, he could have left whenever he wanted. But there were anal probes or wardrobes, and he he became clairvoyant. So he wanted to stay with the aliens. And what's the last thing? Oh, it's revealed who killed Tully the horse. Arn Anderson. Oh boy. Um, so, uh, the, the mystery continues who or what is going on. I, well, our answers are questioned, but what, what happens next? That's the real question. What, what's, what's continued next time? I'm not sure. Uh, Charlotte versus Lana. Charlotte won, of course. The figure eight leg lock. Uh, we had some, lo- thank you, Lana chance. After, uh, well, the cameras didn't catch it, but, uh, that, <laughs> the, the whole arena, opposite from the cameras, got a, got a nice look at, uh, Charlotte's butt, uh, during a, uh, particular maneuver. But that's, uh, that's all. That's all I'll say about that. Um, those are, the, those are the, are these specifics. That's the entirety of the, the occurrence. Uh, Shane introduces Kevin Owens and AJ talking about being the referee at their match. Uh, lots of talk, lots of talk. An excellent WWE Network plug from Kevin Owens. He's talking about how you could go back and watch all the time Shane has been guest referee before and screwed people over. Uh, he had a little bit of a tussle, which ended up with AJ accidentally hitting Shane with a Pele kick. That's the trouble with Pele kick is that it's a blind move. Who knows who could who could end up behind you uh, during your uh, flip backwards into that kick. But I guess that's also what happens with like a moon salt things like that. Um, it is this got me really really excited for Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. Airing live on the WWE Network on blah, 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 August 20th. Exclusively on the WWE Network. Blah, 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 month. Okay, Naomi versus Carmella for some reason. Naomi, she keeps accepting all these matches against people. I guess that's good that she's a fighting champion. But, hey, save some of those matches for pay-per-views. There's been a couple of them now that you haven't even had a match. Save them. Save them, hey? Uh... Carmella hits a super kick after a distraction from Ellsworth, whose suspension, 30-day suspension, has expired. Ugh. Gross. We have to deal with him now. And then our main event, grudge match. Non-title grudge match between Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. So, of course, Randy won with an RKO. And as the copyrights 
notice appears on the screen, and Randy Orton celebrates his victory at the top of the entrance ramp. Rusev comes out and kicks him in, was it in the face? It might have been the face. And I uh, cut to black. Great, great ending, I thought. Exciting ending. I mean, I'm not happy that Randy Orton got kicked in the face. I'm not happy that Randy Orton finally gets a win over Jinder Mahal, but it's a non-title match, so Jinder Mahal is still a champion, but it was still a pretty exciting ending. Uh, 205 Live, episode 37, we had Tony Nese defeat Cedric Alexander after rolling him up out of a pen, grabbing a big fistful of trunks, and uh, yeah, he, he got that win. Uh, Premier Athletes, Oh, okay, come on. Premier athlete, you shouldn't have to resort to those types of tricks. But even then, he uh, says to Cedric from the ramp, you're a good athlete, this is a premier athlete. Maybe he said great athlete. Premier is even better than greats. Uh, we had an interview with the Brian Kendrick backstage. Jack Gallagher attacks him during that interview, and he has some, uh, like, hands, gloves, as opposed to other types of gloves. He has some gloves on. They look like kind of MMA-type gloves. Uh, so he is, ready. he is ready to fight, fight, fight. Noam Dar defeats a fellow named Mark Thomas after Dar, like, talks some, some trash about him. He's, he's like, oh, are you still trying to make it? I, I used to watch you when I was a kid and stuff. Like, pretty, pretty good burn. Pretty good burn by Dar. Using the age thing, how, how young he is. Uh, we had Tozawa come out for an in-ring interview. Neville interrupts immediately, and Tozawa attacks. So that was kind of fun. And then our main event, TJP versus Swan. Rich Swan, that is. Um, Rich Swan. Oh, yeah, this is a pretty good match. Pretty solid match. Um, it took... It, it was a significant amount of this episode, so it's good that it was pretty fun to watch. Um, Basically, Swan almost had the win there, but he missed the Phoenix Splash. Um, TJP rolls up, uh, no, TJP rolls him up, but he kicks out, etc. Eventually, Rich Swan ends up on TJP's shoulders, and TJP just falls back hard backwards hitting rich swan's head into the the turnbuckle behind them man that was out of nowhere that was actually out of nowhere the thing about okay the th- going back to jinder mahal and randy orton this feud between them them their their finishers jinder mahal's finisher is perfectly countered by the RKO. So it's like, why are you even trying to do that? You're just going to hit, be hit by the RKO. If you just used a different move as your finisher, you wouldn't need help from other people. And if you don't have help with other people, I didn't mention that the Singh brothers were not there because they were so injured from all of their encounters with Randy Orton. I assume that's why they were, how they were injured. Um, so they were not there for that match. They were not able to help him after that RKO was hit out of nowhere, quote unquote. It's the perfect counter to uh to Jinder Mahal's finisher, which is the Coloss. Yes, that's what it's called. Is it? 
that. I think it's the Colossus. Anyhow, back to TJP and Rich Swan. Um, yeah, he actually out of nowhere just freaking slams the back of his head into the into that turnbuckle and then hits the detonation kick and gets the win. And he is like talking all kinds of smack to Rich Swan, being a real jerk about it. And then backstage, he's like, "Hey man, what's your problem?" TJP is it goes to Rich Swan. He's like, hey, "What's your problem? Is something wrong?" It's like, really, really? Do you, don't you see how you're acting? And TJP says, uh, "I hey, I was just joking. I was just joking. What's your problem? You know who I am, right?" And Rich Swan says, "Well, I'm beginning to see who you really are." So what will happen next between these two former friends? Are they still friends? I guess they're friends. But uh, tumultuous friends. We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Ah, yes. Um, And then there's NXT episode 405, which aired on August 9th, 2017. Uh, We open with Sanity calling out Authors of Pain. Uh, They answer the call. And Eric Young attacks from behind. They get the they get a leg up on Authors of Pain. They really beat him up. Despite one of them, he's he's he was uh, zip tied to a guardrail, but he just carries the guardrail over with him and drags it along. Um, but they they do uh, get the upper hands and beat beat the snot out of them. But it's four on two. So, well, I guess three on two. I don't think Nikki actually attacked any of either of them, but uh, but still, it was a it was an interesting way to start the show. Uh, we had a brief iconic makeup tutorial, except Ruby Riot walks by in the background. Yeah, it's Wooby Wyatt, and uh, ruins the whole thing. So we don't get to see uh, Billy or Peyton talk about the best way to to apply makeup. But maybe we'll see that next week. Next up, we had the debut of the Street Profits, or just Street Profits. There's no the. Um, They went up against Metro Brothers, who were also making their debut. Uh, Chris and JC Metro. They're four years apart, we're told. I guess that's important. And uh, they're they're, they're, kind of greasers. They got their leather jackets. They've got pocket tees on under those leather jackets. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they're exactly pulling that look off. Um, whereas the Street Profits, man, these guys, these guys are cool dudes. They've got the moves. They've got the style. They've got the the red solo cup. Angelo Dawkins and Mendez Ford. Ford is freaking quick. Man, he's fast. And uh, they're both big guys. Not, like, bulky guys, but very tall. Uh, Dawkins is uh, the more muscular one. He is powerful. So these this was... This match was fun to watch, despite my being distracted by the Metro Brothers. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... They did a great job, but uh, their whole thing... I'm not sure if that, it, it works. Does it even have to work? 
not not really, but it would be nice if it did, right? Uh, the street, street Profits, Nova. Street Profits win with a huge combo involving, like, a uh, jump-spin clothesline into the corner and some other stuff. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So I, I like that match. You know what? I think this week... NXT was up there. NXT was up there. Is this was a good week? This was a good week overall. Um, I actually had Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode come talk to um, the NXT Universe and each other and William Regal in the ring talking about their match at Takeover. Uh, there's all kinds of theory that comes out with Bobby Roode because he's trying to protect himself and everybody from the threat that is Roddy Strong, Roderick Strong. But Roddy comes out anyway, says, I want to fight. I don't even care about the title. Um, and Bobby says, well, all right, I'll fight you, but you have to go through Drew McIntyre first. And everybody's on board with it, except William Regal is like, hey, hey, I make the matches here. And then they kind of argue with him. And he's like, okay, fine. With the, that's the match. Next week, before TakeOver, Drew McIntyre versus um, versus Roderick Strong. And if Roderick Strong wins, then he fights Bobby Roode later on, whether or not he still has the championship at that point. Because Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode is still happening at TakeOver. So there we go. Um, two matches in this episode... Uh, Oni Lorcan versus Danny Birch 2. This is the second time they faced off on NXT television. Oh, it was great. It was great. If this show consisted of only Oni Lorcan versus Danny Birch matches, I, I would still watch it every single, single week. I would watch it more, more often than that. I would rewatch it every single week. Um, yeah, it, this was a very different match from the last time they faced each other. It was, uh, a slower start, more of a technical start, lots of grappling and uh, like holds and counters, that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, they ended up getting more and more brutal, and uh, towards the end, well, it didn't seem as much that they were trying to actually kill each other as the last time they they went head-to-head. But uh, it still got pretty brutal with Danny Burch yelling, Hit me! Hit me! As Oni Lorcan delivered those chops to his chest and all that. Um, uh, Lorcan gets him into a Boston Crab. Finally, there, much struggle back and forth. He's just like, oh man, I almost dropped some F-bombs there. Uh, Lorcan just hammer, just kicking him in the back. He stomps on his face. I know he didn't actually stop on his face, but and then and then and then and then Danny Birch it was kicking up at him, hitting him in the shoulders, get, trying to get him off of him, but he is not letting go. Lorkin is not letting go, and he gets grab grabs a hold of that other leg, gets the full Boston crab on, but Birch reverses it and gets the pin, a definitive pin. He holds it a little bit while after because he's got him rolled up so tight there. Uh, he extends his hand. Birch extends his hand to Lorkin afterwards for a handshake. And Birch is, or, uh, Lorkin is not too happy about it. He slaps his hand away and starts to walk away. He's like, hey, come on. What's your problem? What's your problem? He says, oh, okay, I'm sorry. They shake hands and sportsmanship has been, uh, what's the, restored. 
good sportsmanship has been restored. Uh, I hope we see these guys go head-to-head again. If it's on the kickoff show for TakeOver, fine. Just do it at any point. If it just happens at any point, I am happy about that. Do we have a match on the, the TakeOver kickoff shows? I can't even remember. There probably isn't an actual match. If it's the opening match for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, yes. Yes, 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 please. Uh, throw in somebody else. Make it a triple threat. Uh, with, uh, um, I don't know, Hideo Tommy. To just everybody just beating the crap out of each other. Because we already have, oh, who's Aleister Black facing at TakeOver? I forget. Uh, I'll talk about all of this more in next week's episode, since it's the the episode actually going into TakeOver. Um, Alright, so we had the main event, Andrade Cien Almas versus Noe Jose. Selena Vega is at Cien's side. She gives him instructions throughout the match. Uh, he almost gets taken over by Jose when he goes for that uh, Tranquilo and the ropes, but it, it backfired. Jose just kicks him in the face, knocking him out of the ring. And Selena's just like, hey, stop it. Don't, don't do that crap. You're going to lose. So he follows her advice. Um, he's kind of messing around a little bit. He gets the upper hand, and she yells at him, finish him. Finish him off. Win the match. So he does. He wins. And, uh, oh, we had a promo earlier from Johnny Gargano saying, hey, I haven't mixed it, missed an NXT since uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 last year. Oh, that's a, that's a hell of a thing to say every, every single time. Um, th- th- this is, I'm not going to start now. I'm not going to start missing these now. So I want a match, and I'm up for fighting whoever. So... Selena, on CN's behalf, goes to the announcer's table, picks up the microphone, and says, he's got, he's got a, a challenger. Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Drops the mic. So, that's it. That's it. That's everything. Um, I'll go over all of the matches that will be happening in next week's episode which will be uploaded not shortly after this. I still have to watch everything. Um, I'm excited. I I understand some exciting things may be happening next week before SummerSlam and TakeOver. So I'm really excited to see what exactly happens as far as as everything goes. Um, Stay tuned for that episode about all of that and for the episode about SummerSlam and TakeOver. Uh, Let me know what you thought about this week's shows by tweeting me at TRW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back very very, very soon with WWE 2017 week 33. Bye.